You're listening to the Broncos Audio Zone. You're in the Broncos Audio Zone. I'm Andrew Mason, and thanks for joining me. Let's get started with defensive end Adam Gotsis, who talked to Steve Atwater, Ryan Edwards, and yours truly about the challenge the Broncos face against Kansas City's high-powered offense next Monday night. Here is our conversation. All right, we're joined by Adam Gotsis here. Uh, boy, the defensive line looks like uh, you're swarming around the ball. You guys have uh, so far had a great job containing the run. Uh, is it been a lot of the depth for you guys? I mean, how comfortable are you feeling yeah, with the scheme? It's a, it's a bit of both. Um, you know, we're coming back with five guys that contributed last, six guys that contributed last year. And, you know, I think second year in for a lot of guys, you're more comfortable in the system. But, you know, I think it's just a reflection of, you know, the way we work every day, the way we're coached, um, the guys in our group, you know, we just go out there, we play for each other, we play hard and, you know, we just play every snap like it's our last. I think, you know, you've got a guy like Pecco who's 13 years in running to the ball every play, getting six, seven assists a game, you know, from a nose tackle, that's pretty good. Um, but the way, you know, Bill Kohler coaches us, you know, that tenacity and, you know, that everlasting motor just to keep going, keep going, you know, the game's never over till it's over, so... You know, I think we're just trying to build off what we did last year and try and be better. What is the mood in the locker room been as far as, or the message I should say in the locker room as far as putting last week behind you and moving on quickly? Yeah, it's a tough one. You know, first road win, uh, loss. You know, we should we we felt like we should have walked out of there with a win. So that's that's also always tough to swallow. But uh, you know, this is a big game. You can't dwell on that. We got you know KC coming in who's putting up a lot of points and you know they're playing good football. So we got to be ready for that and we can't think about what happened. You know, last week, obviously, you know, it's disappointing and you want to correct things, but, you know, you've got to move forward in this league. It's such a short season that, you know, the next one's so important that you can't let one cost you two. So uh, we got a big game in KC coming up and we just got to come out firing. Uh, what do you think about the defense's overall performance thus far up to this yeah, point? Solid. I mean, it's really just, you know, self-inflicted wounds, just guys, you know, busting assignments and, you know, just messing up, messing up. But, as a whole, I think we're, you know, we're right where we need to be. We just need to tidy up a few things and tighten up a few things. And, you know, hopefully we do that. Hopefully guys get settled in and, you know, it can it can turn around a bit. But, you know, we want to be a dominant defense. We're trying to finish top five again this year. And, you know, that's that's where we hold ourselves, a top five defense. And we feel like, you know, for us to get to the big dance, we got to, you know, be a top five defense. So. Not that you want to give any bulletin board material necessarily to the Chiefs, but an offense coming in, kind of clicking on all cylinders like that. As a defense, do you kind of lick your chops a little bit to be the team that maybe has a chance to stop yeah, them? I mean, they were, they were the same last year. Look at them last year, you know, coming in, Kareem Hunt rushing 100 yards every game. You know, we know we had to stop them. And, you know, we felt like we went up to KC and put up a good fight enough to win. So we got to do the same thing. And it's week in, week out for us, you know. Every team can come in here and put in 50, 50 points. You know, it's the NFL. Every team's got players that can do that. You've got to be able to play good enough defense to not, not allow teams to score over 20 points to win games. So. In terms of Mahomes' mobility, what problems does he cause for you as a pass rusher going after him? Yeah, I mean, another one of these guys that can get out the pocket and, you know, complete a lot of passes. You know, he's a guy that gets the ball out of his hand quick as well. So, you know, we got to pick we got to get back there for one. And, you know, when he pats the ball, we got to get to him. We can't let him extend plays with his legs. You know, if anything, if they're going to sit back there, get the ball out of their hand quick, that's fine. You can't change that. You know, you got to tighten up the coverage there. But if he's going to sit back there and pat it or try and run around, we got to get to him. Then you know, we kind of allow the busted plays to turn into positive plays for them. You know, if we're getting a good rush, we need to turn that into a negative play for them. We can't allow that. You know, turn into a positive play off a good good pass rush when he's going to pat the ball. So, 
I was going to say just something about that same thing uh, with Patrick Mahomes being yeah. so so mobile yeah. um, and he has great arm on the run. Um, so many times I see uh, defensive linemen either kind of stand at the line of scrimmage yeah. or sometimes well, yeah. you try to get pushed into well, the backfield. It's so tough with that RPO now, you know, that's you got the lineman firing out like a run block and then all of a sudden it's passing, you got to get off it, get to the pass and then he's scrambling out. But I mean, we got to do a, just a great job of containing him and getting good push up the middle, you know, if, if anything, make him escape backwards out the pocket, you know, make him try and get out backwards and that way at least buy some time for our coverage to, you know, get back on their guys. But if we let him step up through the pocket and you know get out and do what he wants and dance around out there it's going to be ugly so we got to do our job and you know contain him and get to him when we can and you know shut down that run game i think you know they're so versatile everywhere if we can make him a bit more one-dimensional hopefully we we can we can slow him down a bit so it's going to be a battle you know it's what we live for monday night so it's going to be good guys yeah <laughs> last question for me uh the the rules as far as hitting quarterbacks seems to be almost like a little bit of a moving target they're still figuring out in the league how exactly to yeah. judge that i mean that's got to be kind of tough for you guys learning week in week out exactly how to play that yeah, it's tough it's tough i mean for one no one's ever going out there with the intent to hurt hurt no one i don't think you know when you're hitting a quarterback I, there, there are some guys you know but you know, if you can get a shot where you can really drill a guy, you're not trying to freaking break his back or something. That's, I think, the part where the game's changed a bit. Like, guys, you know, you're out there and you're still concerned about other players' safety. I think, you know, landing on the quarterback and things like that, some of them can't be a really, a, you know, you can't not do it. You know, you hit the guy and it's like, damn, it's so close quarters. But, you know, some of the ones where, like, they pick him up and kind of spear him down and stuff, That I, I can understand that because you are you know what you're doing in your head, you know. Um but, yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see how they call it. You know, it's it's football. It happens so quick that, you know, when you, you allow the decision to be made by a human in split sec seconds, it can – but it's same thing happens to us. If they do it to our quarterback, we get 15 yards. So it's not like, you know, it's just against the Broncos. So it's going to be tough, but it's just part of the game. You know, you got to adjust. With what happened in Miami with Derek Carr getting hit and the season-ending ACL – are Dean Lyman rushers, are you guys taking note of that, saying, whoa, I mean, you try to avoid the guy? And you see it, and, you know, it's obviously, you know, that guy said he was trying to avoid it and hurt his knee and stuff. Um, but, again, like, it's happening in such quick seconds out there. I mean, who's to say, like, you know, if his knee went this way or that way, it could have been something else, you know? You know, or it could, he could have landed on Derek Carr, and if he landed on Derek Carr, Derek Carr breaks his collarbone, then it's like, either way, someone's, you know, someone's going to get hurt. It's, you can't protect everyone, you know, so... I can understand like where they're kind of coming from, especially trying to protect some of the players. Because I mean, these are guys that you know that guy gets injured, that team's pretty much done for the year. You know, the, so it's just it's tough. It's a tough situation, but you know, it's just part of the rules. You just got to play within the rules of the game. And I mean, at the end of the day, you want to see people healthy out there. You don't want to see guys getting hurt. And I mean, we're all out there. We all got families to feed. And if you're hurt, you can't feed your family. So, you know. Now, now on our radio show earlier today, we were talking about. You know what would be a good strat defensive strategy, and of course, you know we don't play football. I don't yeah. play anymore. I used to play back in the day, um, but we were thinking, hey, we may have to give on the run a little bit this yeah. week, just because we know they're so, you know, so potent in the pass game. But at the same time, I know, you know, it's a pride thing. You guys don't want to give anything on the run. No, it's it's yeah, it's a it's a tough kind of you know. You play a bit more sub. You, you you might lose a bit on the run. You play a bit more base. You might lose a bit on the pass, but. Again, we don't really know what they're going to come out and do either. So, you know, they might come out in big person personnel and say, we're going to try and pound the rock on these guys. Or they might try and spread us all out and pass it on us. So you really don't know what a team's going to do, especially a team like KC where they can move guys to every position. You know, you, you'll see Kelsey line up a wide out in the backfield everywhere. So 
when that's happening, it's like they're doing everything out of there. So it's, I can see how, you know, it can cause some problems for the defense, but I can't give away too much strategy. It's, uh, you know, otherwise they might, you know, they might know what we're going to do. But, uh, no, nah, we we know first and foremost we've got to stop the run. I think you, you make a team one-dimensional, make them try and beat you in the air, especially at home, it makes it tough. So we've got to get them behind the sticks. I think... I don't think they've been behind the sticks much at all this year. You know, they really haven't had much third downs. And if they are, they're, you know, I think they've got the best, them or Baltimore had the best, you know, red zone conversion. Because they're getting down there, they're getting easy manageable yards. So if we can put them in tough situations where they can't throw a quick slant and get 10 yards, you know, if they want to throw the quick slant and get off on third, third and six and get tackled for three yards, let them, you know. But... You know, we got to do our job up front and, you know, hopefully our offense can go down there and dominate them. You know, we feel like we got to, we got, we outnumber them on our offense. We've got some firepower that, you know, hopefully they can't match up with. And then, you know, special teams, we've got to kill them in special teams. And, you know, they've been well known to be a good special teams team. So, you know, we've got to work cut out for us Monday, but it's what we live for, division games. So it's going to be awesome. Indeed, it's going to be awesome and an awesome challenge to boot. Ray Crockett has been on both sides of the Broncos-Chiefs rivalry. Remember, he played two years for Kansas City at the end of his career after seven outstanding seasons in orange and blue. We talked to him Wednesday to discuss the Broncos' cornerback play, defensive tactics, and just how you try to cover Kansas City's electric Tyreek Hill. What up, man? How you doing? Hey, Ray. Crockabelli. Good, good. How's it going? Well, good, man. We were just talking about your uh, TGB Tuesday yesterday. I thought it was great. I went back and uh, watched the game for the fourth time. It, it wasn't pleasant. I'm just going to let you know. Uh, but I, I went back and I and I, I kind of took some of those uh, notes from the things that you talked about and uh, <laughs> applied it a little bit more. And you know what? I want to say this because Steve has also been echoing that no man's land that some of these corners have found themselves in. And I think what, what I think a lot of Broncos fans want to know are some of these concepts, things that they can be corrected as soon as this week, or are these deeper seated problems with the Broncos defense? Um, I think so. And I can't believe you checking out my cheat notes. You went back and cheated a little bit. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no uh, I say borrow, I borrow so. is, you know, like with intent to yeah, return. Borrow. Cause we had you back that's, on the show. That's right. Yeah, we're on the same team. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now, um, but really, I, I think if you look at it, some of it comes from formational stuff. Some of it comes from the way teams are, are noticing that we put ourselves in uncompromising situations according to splits and according to how the formations are set up. And what I mean by that, of course, is like if you give them really tight splits, they're, un- they're undetermined as far as, do they want to go up and bump and get themselves in traffic situations where you can possibly be picked or something like that? Or do you want to be totally off? So then you have to go around and make plays instead of underneath. Or do you want to be back in that position where I say you should never be, and that's no man's land, which is I'm halfway up, halfway on, and by that, I don't care who you are and what type of corner you are as far as talent and skill set-wise, you're always at a disadvantage when you're in that position. In general, whose call is it for a player to be in that no-man's land of which you speak? Is it a coaching thing? Is it the player deciding, I'm covering better from this spot? Who's responsible? Well, actually, it's both, to be honest. I mean, one, a player has to know his his responsibility, and a player has to know his skill set as well. Now, don't get me wrong. I have been in no man's land before when I played, but it was only because I thought I was that much better than that receiver. 
and, and which is not the case <laughs> in this day and age because right now the way the rules are set up, you can't bump a guy after five yards. So back when I played, I could get away with being in no man's land because at seven and eight, I could still sneak a chuck in every now and then to slow you down. Mm -hmm. Well, the reason why it's difficult now because the rules, and they're really strict with the rules now as far as touching a guy after five yards. So you either have to get up on the guy so that you have enough room, as we used to call it, so that you have enough room to fight. Because when you go up to bump and run, that is a fight. That, that is, that's the process of it, is that you're trying to impede the progress or you're trying to dictate to the receiver what you want them to do. And most receivers are divas. They don't want to be dictated to, so it's normally a fight. <laughs> no, that's how it goes. So <laughs> the, way, the way I look at it is that a player has to understand, first and foremost, what he's trying to get accomplished and what his responsibility is. So if you can do your job from that position, which I'm going to be honest and just come out and say, I doubt you can, <laughs> then you get in that position. So for me, normally I used to say, can I do my job from the bump and run? Like I can play cover three from the bump. I can play cover three from off because it's a bail technique. I got outside thirds, deep thirds. If I feel I can get there from a bump position, then that's the way I play but it's always about alignment and assignment, guys. That's that's where I'm failing with some of these, you know, with some of our alignments. I'm saying I don't think you can do your assignment from that alignment. That's where coaching comes into play. Where coaching comes into play is we used to have this thing, and Steve can tell you guys this. We used to like to, Steve and I, we tried to disguise as much as we can. But the, the disguise, excuse me, the disguise is to fool the opponent. It's not to fool yourself. So right. that's <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can get caught into trying to disguise to fool the quarterback or the receiver, but you put yourself in a bad position and you end up fooling yourself. Yeah. So Crock, you've done a lot of disguising, you played a lot of defenses, covered a whole bunch of receivers, great receivers. How can we cover Tyreek Hill? What how, how do you cover a speedy receiver like that? He's not a big guy, but he's super fast. He's quick. He's got great hands. What's the best method? If you had to just say, all right, Crockett, you got to cover this guy. How would you do it? I would be honest, Steve. Tyreek Hill is, is, a, is a new level beast, to be honest. But he reminds <laughs> me a lot of Joy Galloway. And you remember, I don't know yeah. if you recall this, but the first time I covered Joy Galloway, and, and I can see where these DBs, mindset is because he's so fast and joy was a four nothing 40 guy he was so fast as well but as i looked at film longer once i saw aaron glenn get ran by two times in one game for 60 yard touchdowns i was like i think yeah. you better get your hands on this guy <laughs> because <laughs> you're not going to be able to keep up with tyree kill from a speed standpoint so you have two choices one choice is of course to get off that eight yards and we have the guys that can do that for as far as Roby. Roby can get off eight yards and, and speed-wise can keep up with him because you have to be able to pedal and keep your distance. Now, what does that do? That causes you to be susceptible to out routes and hitch routes, and then you have to be a hell of a tackler on this guy. Like, if, if you can mm -hmm. pick your poison, if you want to keep him from going deep, 
We can do that. But now you got to tackle the guy. And now you have to be a willing participant and you have to be a, a great tackler because if not, you miss this guy, he's out the gate. Or you go up, Steve, and you say, like I used to tell you I was going to do Joe Galloway. I ain't letting the dude off the ball. <laughs> I'm, and then once he gets off the ball, it's going to be a battle. The thing that bothers me with us is that when we go up, we don't touch anybody. So it defeats the purpose. It, the, the, I, look, the, the definition is bump and run. So when you go up and no. you say, I'm coming up, I'm coming up to bump you. I'm not coming up to open and let you run free. If you're doing that, you're not going to cover three hills. So if you get up yeah. on him, you have to stop his progress because somehow, someway, you got to try to turn Tariq Hill from a 4-2 guy to a 4-4, 4-5 guy. Then you can play him, which is what I did with Joey Galloway. By putting my hands on Joey, he went from a 4-2-5 guy to a 4-5-5 guy, and I can run all day with mm-hmm. that. So that's, that's the mindset right. that you have to have with Tariq Hill and, and quite frankly, with Sammy Watkins as well. In either one of these guys, if you allow them free releases, you're going to have problems because now your safety has to be immediately involved to help you. So for me, oh, if yeah. I'm covering Tyreek Hill or if I'm covering Sammy Watkins, neither one of them are great release guys laterally. Now, straight line, yes, but I'm talking about laterally. So when I get up, the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to level out. And what I mean by level out with these guys I'm going to make you declare to me where you're going by my alignment. If I line up inside of you, I'm telling you, you're going one way. That's an easier way for me to cover you because now I've cut down half of your route. Or I'm going to line up outside and tell you I'm going to funnel you in, which I used to do. Look, more than not, is I'm taking you into the smiling assassin. If you want to deal with him, (laughs) deal with him. Or you can stay outside and and I can fight yeah, I'm like, it's your choice. If I'm lining up outside of you, you can stay out here and you and I can fight because I'm going to jam you. <laughs> or you can go in there and get hit by the smile and set. So that's the thing that I'm not seeing us do. I'm not seeing us dictate to receivers where we want them to go and how we want them to go. That's the problem we're having right now. Right now we're walking up on guys and they're still dictating to our defense what they're going to do. That can't be. That, I mean, that defeats the purpose. So, now, what happens if you go up to jam a Tariq Hill and he knocks your hands down or somehow you miss him and, bam, he's off the line? What do you do then? I mean, I mean that's, that's the look. <laughs> I hate to say it, but that's the risk you have to take. There's risk and reward in every defense you play. I mean, you can turn it around, Steve, and say, well, what happens if you play eight yards off of Tariq and he catches a hitch route, and you come up and miss it. <laughs> okay. Right. What's going to happen? You're probably going to be scored on both ways. <laughs> so yeah. there's risk and reward into it. So what you have to – and that's where it comes back to the coaches and it comes back to the player as to knowing your skill set. Like for me, when I first covered Joy Galloway, I wasn't sure, to be honest. And I played him eight, nine yards off. But now what I knew I could do was tackle. So even though he called, I, I think there was a game, Steve, and you and I talked about it. There was a game, Joy called like seven passes on me. But he only got eight yards of catch because every time he caught it, I tackled I knew that. Right. So I, I knew that that was, you know, what I wanted to do. Now, see, here it comes. Here's the, the big, I guess, when you put it all together, 
this is one thing. If we are going to, like Chris Harris, for instance, Chris Harris is a great tackler. So Chris Harris could play off of Tariq and make them matriculate the ball down the field, which is not what they want to do. Mahomes is not patient. He wants to get the he wants the like big Brett ball. Used to. Yeah, he wants the big big ball like Brett Favre. So he can get frustrated if you can make him matriculate the ball down the field eight yards, nine yards at a time. But once again, it goes back to our skill set. Is Roby a willing tackler? Is he not going to miss tackle? Chris Harris, we know he can tackle. Now, Adam Jones, mm-hmm. I know he's a willing tackler. I don't know how good he is in space. I haven't seen enough of him. Um, our young guy, Yadam, I like him. I like the way that he's mm-hmm. physical. Mm-hmm. I like the way. Now, he's a guy that if you really want to give a guy like Tariq Hill problems, he's a guy that you put on. And, and, and here's another thing that I, I want to say lastly but not least is, Steve, you know as well as I know, Every one of our guys, just like you and I and, and myself and Darian Gord, we all have certain skill sets. Receivers mm-hmm. have certain skill sets. We have to get to matching up, man. We got to. We don't have a kid to leave Chris Harris, Roby, guys that we can just say, go out there and you three guys, whoever get in front of you, cover them. We don't have that any longer. So we have to look at guys, body stature. And, and body types and quickness and size and height, we have to measure up and say, that's my best guy, you know, according to my skill set. That's the guy I need to be on. And we got to start matching up. Just like you saw, you know what I used to do, Steve. I used to tell DJ, look, dude, I'm covering him. You go over there and get him because you, you will be able to cover him better. <laughs> we got to get to that point. We can't just send guys out on guys anymore because we don't have that skill set and that talent level. Yeah, we uh, brought up something. Last thing here for you, Ray. Appreciate the time. Really, really incredible insight. Oh yeah. Uh, again, listen to Crockett and Stout every single day from three to six to get this same insight. Last thing, we were kind of debating whether or not defensively you put a scheme together where you almost dare Kansas City to run at you because they're just been they've been yeah. so prolific with the pass. But the but Kareem Hunt has not gotten on track yet. He's only averaging three point two yards per carry. And again, you know how good he can be. But you almost wonder if you're going to play to your strength, which is actually allowing your pass rush to maybe get home and put some pressure on Patrick Mahomes, it would be trying to shut down some of those throwing lanes. What do you think? I, I agree 100%. I actually talked to Justin Simmons on Monday when we had our show at, at Bag Daddy's, uh, what is it, the bar, Big, what is the burger bar? <laughs> yeah. You know the burger Bad bar. Daddy's Burger Bar. Thank you, sir. Thanks for helping me out. That's why we're a team. Uh, yeah, I actually told Justin the same thing. I said, man, if I'm looking at where these guys now are now, the Chiefs, I'm saying, how prolific they are with the passing game, I would do a lot of seven-man different change-up transitional zone stuff to try to confuse mm. my homes because he'll throw you a couple. I've seen this kid all the way since high mm-hmm. school, Texas Tech, and now in the league. He will throw you a couple, but you have to make him throw you a couple. And you have to pick mm-hmm. your poison. At this point, you may give Kareem Hunt some eight, nine-yard gashes. Because Steve knows, even in the seven-man box, meaning you have more guys covering the pass, you still can stop a guy from getting gouges like 20, 30-yard runs. Right, 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 with. right. Just yeah, assume, yeah. So that's going to be our problem is this. We will have to show Mahomes some seven-man stuff some quarter-quarter-quarter coverage, some quarter-quarter half coverage. We have to show.
show him this to come try to confuse the kid because that is our only advantage. Our only advantage right now is that he's young and we have some hell of a pass rush. So in order to give them time to get there, we have to be able to show him some different looks. So what what is you know, what is the the big the big advantage for Kansas City? Okay, you might get a couple of eight nine yard runs. We got to live with that. I'd rather give you some eight or nine yard runs than some sixty yard bombs. So that's just the way you look at it. The worst thing you can have for a defense is the ball going over your head. That's the worst thing mm-hmm. you can have, especially oh, yeah. when you're at home against a team that's on the road. That's how they get excited. So we have to stop the ball from going over our head, and by that. We're going to have to give them some seven-man looks. We do just have to do that. So, at the end of the day, I love our four-man rush, though. You know, because we have prolific rushers on the outside, our four-man rush can get home if we give seven-man looks. Hey, it's unanimous. Yep. yep. Yeah, we, <laughs> hey, we, we, would, we would have high-fived you here in the studio if you were, uh, you were here with us. That's exactly so. what we were saying in the last hour, yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Making and, and the same point. You, I mean. Yeah, and with a team like Andy Reid, I mean, we know when he has his quarterback, we've seen it. And, you know, we've seen this before. This movie has been played with Brent Favre and with Donovan McNabb. When he has his quarterback, he wants chump. He wants you to have to cover blade to blade, grass to grass, from sideline to sideline, end zone to end zone. So you got to get some stuff, man. Look, you, you can't get away without doing it. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Ray, we always appreciate checking in with you, man. Thank you so much for the awesome, time. Appreciate Ray. you, Thank Croc. You. Appreciate it, baby. Thank you, guys. And, hey, thanks for the help as well. Thanks to Adam Gotsis, Steve Atwater, Ryan Edwards, and, of course, Ray Crockett. You can hear Ray from 3 to 6 weekdays on Orange and Blue 760 along with Mark Stout. I'm Andrew Mason. Talk to you next time in the Broncos Audio Zone. <laughs>